Welcome to Ministry in Motion, where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. Whether you're a pastor or a lay leader in your local church, this program will be really helpful for you. We're talking about core qualities of an effective ministry leader. And our guest is Dr. Ivan Williams. Ivan, it's great to have you back on Ministry in Motion. Great to be back. It's now a you, privilege. Thank you. Now, you <laughs> serve as the ministry ministerial director, kind of a leader for pastors mm -hmm. in North America, which would be the U.S., Canada, and... Guam and Bermuda. All right. <laughs> and more than 4,000 pastors and then maybe 20,000 lay leaders yes. uh, in your congregation. So this is an important topic for you, right? It is. As we talk about core qualities, because I'm assuming that we can nurture those qualities. We can develop into a more effective leader. Certainly. You know, when people are elected to serve or asked to serve, uh, there has to be a growing period. And uh, we've gotten some foundational research that has helped us to say, hey, how can we help leaders, pastors, uh, be the best that they can be for the Lord? I really like that idea that we can grow in grace. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and you've discovered in your research seven core qualities. Yes. Now, your research was done with pastors, that's right. That's correct. But it could certainly apply to, to lay leaders in a congregation as well. Sure. In fact, uh, we want to inculcate this not only with pastors, but also in the congregation so that the expectations for both uh, will be known and so the goals will be the same. Now, in our program, we're going to go through these seven core qualities, but okay. for those who can't wait, <laughs> could you just give us a list of the seven and then sure. let's open them up one at a time. We begin with character. It's uh, foundational in these seven qualities. In fact, without character, the rest of the or the other six would be meaningless. It's kind of, I see on the graphic, in the center, in the heart. It is. Okay, and what else do we have? Then we scary? have evangelism, of course. It's the lifeblood of the church. So without a discipleship growing process, um, nothing else will be worth it, in fact. If so a church we, doesn't grow, it dies. Okay, let's, let's just list them first. Just list them, we'll come okay. Back. Character. Character, evangelism. evangelism, leadership. Then we have worship, management, and I like the last two also, scholarship and relationship. Well, I think the last one's really important because if you can't <laughs> build healthy relationships, you've got a problem in, in ministry, correct. right? Let's start with, you've, you've got the, even in the graphic, at the very center mm -hmm. is character. And I, we're talking here about godly character or a yes. character that honors God. Why is that so important for an effective ministry leader? Well, not only will we become like Christ when he comes in the clouds of glory, the Bible tells us we will be changed in a moment in a twinkling of an eye. Who will we be changed like? We will be changed in the image of Jesus. But life also is a journey of becoming like Jesus. His character is our goal. And without having character, the character of Christ, um, you won't care. You won't be in relationship. Uh, you won't have a yearning for other souls saved in the kingdom of God through evangelism. Um, of course, you won't be interested in the Bible, which through scholarship we learn deeper uh, about the word of God. Character is the foundation for these seven 
core qualities. And in order for you to be an effective leader in a spiritual organization, you got to have a godly character. Right, right. Someone w once asked me, Ivan, is it more important to have a competent treasurer or a treasurer with character? Mm. And I said, it's best to have a treasurer with godly character because they can learn competence. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. thinking of the text in 1 Corinthians 11.1 1, where Paul says, follow me or imitate me mm -hmm. as I imitate Christ. That's correct. So that's really what we're talking about then, a Christ-like character. Yes. It so reminds true. me of Acts 6 where the first uh, qualification, it seemed, for some leaders there was that they had a good reputation. Yes, a good reputation, one that is blameless, also the Bible says, above reproach. And I think it's very important that we understand that the only difference between those serving in the church and those not in the congregation or a part of a church is this whole thing of who do we represent, how do we live, and what makes you different. It's only the Spirit of God. It is the relationship with our Heavenly Father. And it is grace through faith that we are saved, of course. But without a foundational understanding that my character, God desires me to be like him. In fact, John 17, the prayer where Jesus prayed that we may be one as he and his Father were one. Mm -hmm. In order for us to be one, we must have his character. Mm. So I, I feel like rushing on to the other six, but I want to pause for a moment because you're saying we can grow. So perhaps yes. a pastor or a lay leader is watching the program and they say, Ivan, how, how can a person grow in a, in a godly character? How can it, they develop hmm. a godly character? What would you say? Um, we, we, we do know that by beholding, we become changed. Um, Many of our viewers, including you and I, Derek, have heard that sanctification is a work of a lifetime. Mm -hmm. It is a process to become more like Jesus. Um, I have a quote that I usually say in sermons sometimes, the more of Christ you have, the less of the world you want. Mm. And so it is a growing process to become like Christ. When I was baptized, I wasn't immediately finished in my journey mm. towards eternity. No, God is still working on me. So Paul talks about fixing your eyes on Jesus, so the author and finisher of our faith. That is and that, correct. that growing into Christ-likeness, that's really important. If uh, that's just the one principle we gain from this, that we, if we're going to be an effective ministry leader, we, we need a Christ-like character drive us to our knees and, and certainly Christ was filled with the Holy Spirit because uh, Holy Spirit enables us to grow in grace. But we're, gonna, we're going to look at six other core qualities of an effective ministry leader. And the good news is we're not just checking them off and then saying, oh, you're disqualified. Yeah. We can actually grow, we can develop these core qualities so that we can be more effective in ministry. We'll be talking with Dr. Ivan Williams about developing core qualities right after the break.
Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today, core qualities of an effective ministry leader. Our guest, Dr. Ivan Williams. And Ivan, I really appreciated what you shared that at the very heart of these seven core qualities is, is a Christ-like, a godly character. Sure, Derek. You know, the Bible says in Philippians, let this mind be in you, mm. which was also in Christ Jesus. Yeah, that's a noble calling, isn't it? It is. Now that's, on, that's the goal. Amen. Amen. Now, on this schematic that you showed us, we've got six other core qualities that kind of surround that godly Christ-like character. Sure. Uh, why don't we start with the with leadership? Sure. Uh, you're, you're saying that to be an effective ministry leader... Uh, a person needs to have leadership qualities. Sure, they need to be able to communicate effectively. They need to be able to be an example to the believers, as Paul told Timothy. Mm -hmm. uh, they definitely need to be able to uh, effectively delegate. Uh, a leader doesn't, being a leader in the church doesn't mean you do all of the work. Mm -hmm. uh, but the most effective leaders are those who can delegate and empower others to serve. So again, we can develop that. You're a leader of pastors, so mm -hmm. learning opportunities for pastors, maybe a pastor could train lay leaders, some leadership skills? Sure, in fact, you know, that is one of the biblical definitions of a pastor, to equip and train the believers. Okay. And I think it's very important that pastors get back to the Bible in that sense, mm -hmm. of being better trainers, being uh, more effective mentors um, and bring those alongside of us as we serve in ministry. Now, uh, we could take a whole program <laughs> on each of these seven. We could. But uh, right after the, on the schematic, I'm seeing evangelism. So yes. leadership involves moving the community to the mission. The mission of uh, being a mobilized body of believers is super important. Um, I had a, a friend to tell me, Ivan, when you look at water, the most stagnant water is the most polluted. Mm. But the water that moves, that is flowing, it is probably the better water to drink. And so we can almost apply that in the spiritual realm of being a disciple maker, um, moving, touching, encouraging others, studying the Bible. Uh, caring for souls outside of the four walls of the church. And, and it's, uh, to, to use your analogy of the water, it's intentional movement. It is. It's not just yes. busyness. Right. It's, it's movement in terms of sharing the good news about Jesus and the love of God with, with those within our circle. Yes, the church, um, if the church doesn't have at its core the mission to seek and save the lost, uh, I believe many churches will become frustrated, and I know some that are. They are frustrated and almost exasperated because they're, they're, they're aimlessly wondering. Mm -hmm. but, but the church's mission is to touch and to reach and to make disciples. So we've, we've got the foundation, this Christ-like character filled mm -hmm. with the Holy Spirit. We realize leadership skills are important, leadership mm -hmm. qualities, evangelism is important. Yes. You've also got management. Now, for some people, they kind of shrink back. <laughs> they say, no, I don't want to do management. I just want to do evangelism. Yes. But management's also important. Talk to me about that for an effective ministry leader. It is. Um, in, order, in, in order for you to be an effective leader, you have to be able to manage that which you are leading. Let's take... For example, Joseph in the Bible. Uh, 
Joseph obviously was a leader. He was gifted by God. In fact, the Bible said he had favor. But did not Joseph have to manage the affairs of Egypt, uh, the, the, the dispensation of food, uh, the saving of food for the famine, uh, the direction of the details. The day-to-day -day operation and movement of a church requires someone to manage it mm -hmm. because we can receive offerings, but if no one is managing the, the funds, um, we won't be faithful stewards. It brings me back to Acts 6 where the apostles delegated responsibility to deacons. Yes. In other words, they didn't try to do it all. That's correct. But they were responsible for the fact, in that case, where the, multi, the uh, people were being fed. Certainly. So there's, there's this management skill. Again, is that uh, <laughs> something we, could, we can learn? Uh, are you offering classes? Or what, <laughs> what do you do to help a person that says, you know, I'm, I love Jesus, but I'm totally disorganized? Sure. I, I think that in the local church, we have training sessions. Some conferences do it. But I think that churches, every renewal or uh, election of new leaders, there ought to be some orientation to help them understand. You've been now elected to be the youth leader of the church. Here are some things that are very important for you in managing. I always go to money, but that's not the only area you manage, although leaders need to manage funds. But you need to manage the distribution of gifts. Do you have everyone working with the teenagers and no one working with the elementary kids? Mm -hmm. That's a management component, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Sure. So when you're, uh, you told, talked about training and equipping the saints, you're mm -hmm. saying as you're uh, recruiting lay leaders to help in the ministry of the church, mm -hmm. they need to understand these core qualities too. So important. They need to see it being modeled in you. Yes. So yes. we've looked, let's just review. Okay. Christ-like character is foundational. Yes. That, that's bigger in size than, than, than the other six. I think that's, that's kind of the it is. foundation. Leadership, mm -hmm. evangelism, management. After the break, we'll talk about relationship or relational skills. I, I, I remember a pastor came to me and he said, you know, the most important class I had when I was studying to become a pastor was a class where I learned how to listen to people. Mm. After the break, we want to talk about relational skills. I don't know if it's been this way in a ministry setting where you've served, where you have a person that in many ways is gifted, but just has poor relational skills. And the result oftentimes is uh, chaos. So as we're thinking about being an effective ministry leader, Christ-like character as a foundation, we want to talk about how relational skills are crucially important. We'll address that issue right after the break. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today, core qualities of an effective ministry leader. Whether you're a pastor or a lay leader, these qualities can be developed, nurtured, help you to be more effective in your ministry. 
Our guest is Dr. Ivan Williams. And Ivan, I've learned so much. If we stopped with the four we've covered, character, godly, Christ-like character at the foundation, sure. leadership, evangelism, and effective management, I'd say those are really important. But move us on to relational skills. Why is that so important for an effective ministry leader? Wow. Can I foot stomp on this one? <laughs> you can. <laughs> you know, in the church, if we can't relate to one another, uh, it's going to be a long journey to the promised land. Mm. Relationships are key in any successful mission-driven organization because Jesus came to relate. He got involved in our order of life. In this sinful world, he came to relate to humanity. In fact, what is uh, Hebrews 4, I believe, says, we don't have a high priest who cannot be touched with mm. the feelings of our infirmities. Jesus relates to us. He was in all points tempted like as we are. Mm. Um, he, he relates to us and we must relate to one another. Now I'm thinking something that may be a pastor watching or even a lay leader saying, uh, I don't remember getting much training about good interpersonal relationships. Uh, I, I guess there are implications for this both in training pastors and lay leaders. We need to equip men and women who can effectively relate to each other. Yes, and you know, the way we do ministry as far as selecting leaders, I would say if you cannot relate to people well, you won't last long in ministry. Mm. Um, you know, people who are very charismatic, people who um, lead with pay up pathos, uh, when they step out of the front, when they are in the trenches with people, they also have to be able to relate. Mm. Yeah. You know, I think of Jesus with his disciples. He had excellent relational skills. Uh, you know, they were squabbling, and instead of just rebuking them, he said, what were you talking about when you were on the way? That's correct. You know, he was like, and he was patient with Judas, with all of his struggles. Uh, th this sounds really important. Well, I, I need to move on to scholarship. <laughs> and that, people say, well, I thought that was for seminary professors. What, why is scholarship important for an effective ministry leader? I'm, I'm assuming we're continuing to grow uh, through deep study of the Word and issues related to ministry. Yes, you know, um, you and I could read the same scripture of the Bible and maybe come out with two totally different interpretations. So there needs to be kind of a hermeneutical understanding, a, a commonness in our approach to scripture. Um, do we bring our culture into scripture? Yes, I, I don't think we could uh, say we don't, but how can we go to the Bible and through the Holy Spirit's help, study it so that we come out with what the, what the Lord really meant for us in the 21st century. You know, I have a confession to make. As a young yes. pastor, when I finished my seminary training, I got so busy into ministry that I stopped reading. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was only a conscious decision. Now, one thing I've done in my, my ministry setting now is I signed up for an audio book club. Yes. Uh, so that while I'm exercising, I can listen to important books. But, but you're saying keep growing in terms of intellectually study of the word and ministry issues. Yes, I, I think that one of the challenges in the church today with leaders is that we are 
we are literate in so many other areas, but when it comes to the Bible, we are not. Mm. And this whole area of the quality of scholarship, mm. we need to get back to being people of the book Amen. and the Bible to know what the Lord requires of us. Now, the seventh core quality, I'm looking at the schematic here, is worship. Is that, is that talking about the leader being able to worship and model worship or to lead worship or both? Um, I, I would think it's both. And it also includes personal worship. All right. Personal a devotion. Worshiping person. Yes. Okay. Uh, it also means a well-planned, organized approach to the worship of God corporately. Um, it also includes um, desiring to have the best for God. We don't haphazardly just have a service, uh, but we plan. We, we are intentional about our goals in reaching God. And how do we connect to all of these different members of the congregations? In the worship setting. In the worship setting. Mm -hmm. um, you know, what is the scripture about? What is the children's story about? The sermon. You know, all of these com components. Of course, the music. Uh, how does all of that impact one's spiritual walk with God? And of course, like David, hopefully when we leave the worship service, we will say it was good to yes. have been in the house of the Lord. Now, I can imagine worship leader, pastor, lay leader watching this program, Seven Core Qualities, feeling somewhat overwhelmed and saying, well, this is a, this is a big assignment. Sure. And the answer would be? Uh, it is. It is a big assignment. Huh? It is, but it is one that we should uh, continue to grow into. And, you know, uh, Derek, I found that people really want to grow. Um, I read a book, Watch Them Grow or Watch Them Go. Mm. People will leave mm. if they don't feel like you're pouring into their life or you care about their personal growth. Um, and it's based on that premise that everyone really wants to grow. You know, what I like about this, uh, this model is that's really what this program, Ministry in Motion, is all about. Correct. It's helping us to develop those core qualities mm -hmm. of effective leadership. And, and back again to that foundational, maybe you can remind us of that, that, that foundational core quality for an effective ministry leader. Yes, it's character. Mm -hmm. Having the character of God and having that as the springboard for everything else. You cannot be an effective leader without the Spirit of God, mm -hmm. without spiritual gifts, we won't have discernment. We won't have godliness. All of these are part of a Christ-like character. It's the diving board for me for all other ministry participation. Dr. Ivan Williams, thanks for joining us for Ministry of Motion today. You, you inspire me and I think tens of thousands of other viewers to want to be uh, effective ministry leaders. Thanks for joining us today. And thank you for joining us too for Ministry in Motion core qualities. And the good news is it's not just something you're born with. You can develop those qualities to be a more effective servant of the Lord Jesus. I pray that you take the principles that you've learned, especially that foundational principle, and that you would go out in the power of the Holy Spirit and make a difference in your community.